Wowza. That's all I can say about today's show all about Dixie. This is the y'all show talk with a darn Southern accent. And the reason this is going to be such an exciting show, we've got plenty, plenty of great guests lined up on today's show. Welcome in. It is the show all about the South. I'm John Rawl. Good to have you here on this Thursday edition. Now, who are our guests? Well, in just a few minutes, we will have another installment of the Country Radio Seminar Tapes, and we take it back to a few weeks ago when we were in Nashville, and our artist today stopping by is Alexis Ebert. She's a newcomer. She is fantastic. She's got a new project called Ride or Die. She co-wrote the single that's out called Ride or Die, and she is a lot of fun. She's darn good looking. She's got darn good music, and it's a darn good interview. Alexis Ebert. She's coming up in the next segment, y'all. You don't want to miss that in our CRS tapes. That is ahead. Now, before we get out of here in this hour one of the show, we're going to go to y'all.com for a great article called 10 Vodka Distilleries to Visit in the South. Who knew, comrade, that we've got vodka distilleries all over the Southeast and the editors at y'all.com, of which I'm a publisher of that website. We've got a great article, and we'll tell you about it at the end of this hour. Plus, we've got a couple of festivals going on this weekend and next weekend. Before we get to tax day, we got some pretty cool festivals across the Southland that we'll tell you in our Festive South feature. Vodka distilleries and festivals. Pretty darn good stuff, plus some country music in this hour. Hey, that's that's pretty good, right? Yeah, I, I agree. Now, then we have hour two of today's Y'all Show, and we're not done. I told you, this is a wowza edition of the All Southern Program. When we start hour two, we'll have by the book a an awesome feature that we do where we spotlight books, but we are doing something unique since we are in the month of April. You know, back in February is Black History Month, and in April, in a lot of southern states, they honor the Civil War. And darn it, if we're a show about the South, we need to know more about the war between the states, the War of Northern Aggression, also known as the Civil War. And we're going to go to an author who is based in Washington, D.C., John Reeves. He's got a book out about Robert E. Lee, but... John recently penned an article where he highlighted the seven go-to books about the Civil War that everybody needs to read, and he's going to join us, and we're going to roll out something every week throughout the month of April, Civil War related here on the Y'all Show, because I love the Civil War, and you might like it, you may know a little bit about it, but if you know nothing about the war between the states, this is going to be a great opportunity for you to learn, because there's not a week goes by here, and sometimes there's not a day goes by that we're not talking about something Civil War related, whether it's someone trying to move a statue or something going on in the South, even in 2019, about that time period, 1861 to 1865. And John Reeves, a Civil War author, is going to be our special guest at the start of our two. Now, that's not all. On Thursdays, we have our SEC Spotlight, and in the second hour of today's show, war eagle bruce pearl we've got audio from the head coach of the auburn tigers as his team is getting ready to go to their first final four in minneapolis and we have that plus you can't have auburn 
go to the Final Four in the heart of Dixie and not tick off more than half of the state. And so our friend Ryan Fowler, he's the host of The Game on Tide 102.9 in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And Ryan, on his show this week, had a bunch of Alabama crazies. Let's be honest, that's what they are, Crimson Tide crazies. Call call his show, and you're just going to have to hear it for yourself, talking about Auburn's run at perhaps a national championship. So we'll have that, the Alabama take on Auburn's great success all in hour two. Then we've got some other SEC news from football, and we have, and believe it or not, Georgia is back in the news. They've got some players in hot water. Golly, what's going on in the Classic City? We'll tell you about the dogs, plus we'll have an update on SEC baseball. Some injuries, but also the pairings this weekend is they're getting ready, I think, to have about the midway point of the conference schedule this weekend in college baseball. So all that in hour two now is that not one heck of a lineup on today's y'all show we want you to be a part of y'all there's a way to do it that it's so easy it would just just make you smile all day long call 803-816-1170 text 803-816-1170 and join the fun we want to hear from you this is the show that we have so much fun we have great guests We, we speaking of that We've got a guest coming up on Tuesday of next week in our political spotlight that is getting more and more attention from a national scene. Antoine Seawright will be on on Tuesday. He is a Democratic political aficionado, and he is based in South Carolina. He's going to come on. I, I see him on CBS News all the time. And Antoine Seawright is going to be our special guest on Tuesday of next week, talking about all the presidential con- tenders that are coming into the palmetto state we're going to talk about a local restaurant in the columbia south carolina area that antoine talks about lizard's thicket and we're going to have a great time discussing politics with this up-and-comer democratic strategist antoine seawright that'll be on tuesday of next week and then later next week we'll have cleve marsh join us for marshland out in the south with cleve marsh and he's going to have a very special guest who's with the tennessee wildlife agency and that's going to be an awesome guest when he has that with angie box next week on the y'all show so you'll have to tune in that plus remember next week is masters week and we're going to have a lot of great masters coverage from augusta georgia our friend jason Nall and the y'all.com southern golf report will be coming on more than once next week we're going to have jason on this week uh, it'll be on i guess it'll be on friday we're running out of days here jason will be on tomorrow with a report on all things golf including this weekend's augusta women's amateur taking place at augusta national golf club so that is good golf stuff coming your way all right here on y'all talk with a southern accent so get on board y'all it's gonna be fun let's look at headlines from across the southland and in alabama a study has found severe problems in the state of alabama's prisons the justice department issued a report on wednesday saying the state is violating the constitution by failing to protect inmates from violence and sexual abuse and by housing prisoners in unsafe and overcrowded facilities the justice department gave alabama 49 days to correct the violations or possibly face another federal lawsuit assistant attorney general eric DeBryan said our investigation found reasonable cause to believe that alabama fails to provide constitutionally adequate conditions and that prisoners experience serious harm including deadly harm 
as a result. Now, the governor of Alabama, Kay Ivey, responded with a promise to work together on an Alabama solution. A little weird. This is coming from Alabama, where, remember, it was Jeff Sessions that was a big wig in, I guess, the Justice Department not too long ago, the FBI Justice Department. And here in his native state, boy, the prison system there got the magnifying glass on it right now from the Justice Department. More to come on this story from Alabama. Remember a couple of years ago in Ferguson, Missouri, how I'm going to kind of blame President Obama for a lot of the problems there because he really stirred things up that didn't need to be stirred up about Michael Brown and the, the death of that man by a police officer. Well, Michael Brown's mother in Ferguson, Missouri, was defeated this week in her bid to get a seat on the city council in Ferguson. And that's the town where her son died in a police shooting that helped give rise to the National Black Lives Matter movement. Michael Brown's mom, Leslie McSpadden, finished third in a three-way race in Ferguson's third ward. So she couldn't win. And you'd think with all the recognition that she and her late son had that maybe she would get elected right there in Ferguson. But not the case. Maybe people there in that St. Louis suburb have, have moved on along. But Michael Brown's mom, not on the Ferguson, Missouri City Council after this election this week. We have some developing news coming from Atlanta as the Atlanta Braves legendary manager Bobby Cox has been in the hospital after suffering what is possibly a stroke. He was with the team Monday when he took part in the team's on-field pregame activities before the Braves' home opener against the Chicago Cubs. The 77-year-old managed the Braves twice from 1978 to 1981, and then he came back in 1990 and skippered the team all the way to 2010. Of course, the Braves won the 1995 World Series with Bobby Cox, his manager, and a beloved fixture. We, we actually featured him once in Y'all Magazine, and all always great to catch up with the beloved Bobby Cox, but we wish him well. Again, hospitalized, developing story coming from Atlanta, as it appears that he may have had a stroke, and hope for the best for, for Bobby Cox of Braves fame. More headlines. Hillary Clinton is going to be back in Arkansas, the former first lady of the natural state and, of course, the former first lady of our country and U.S. senator from New York and a 2016 presidential candidate. Oh, yeah, 2008 as well. She's going to give the keynote speech at a commencement ceremony for gifted and talented high school students in Arkansas. And that will be at the Arkansas School for Mathematics, Sciences and Arts. And this address will take place on May 25th, the school in Hot Springs was created by legislation signed by her then-husband, Bill Clinton, when he was, well, then and still Bill Clinton, when he was then the governor of Arkansas, March 1st, 1991, the Arkansas School for Math, Sciences, and Arts in Hot Springs. Now, that seems like a, a tough place to have a school for this kind of advanced learning because hot springs is a wonderful place and a fun place i guess when you're 16 and 17 you might not be able to take part in some of the fun of hot springs and you're you're more concerned about the books instead of hitting the local racetrack in the springs of hot springs the man accused of driving a car that hit a nine-year-old girl in georgia has been arrested have you seen that video this youngster was out playing in her yard and a car came and seriously injured her right there in Lithonia, Georgia. 
And now Gabriel Jabri Fordham, a 28-year-old, has surrendered to police this week and faces charges including hit and run and serious injury by vehicle in a crash that left Ladrania Holmes with a fractured skull and a broken pelvis among injuries. Now, the great news is that this young girl is in the hospital, but it looks like she's going to be okay. She, she did, I think, crack her pelvis and her maybe her head. Her skull was fractured. But she's evidently going to be okay. I know so because I saw her mom being interviewed this week on national TV, and she was upbeat, said that she had talked to her daughter, and and it all looks like it's going to be okay in the end. Thank goodness. But what a scary scene. And it was all captured on video as the home there in Lithonia had an outside video camera. And this car comes racing way up onto the lawn of this house, and this kid was right by the front door, and it, it hit her. And this this youngster, nine-year-old girl playing in the yard, got hit. But it's going to be okay. But luckily, Mr. Fordham, who was driving the car, turned himself in. And he's facing some charges now. I think partly because he ran there in DeKalb County, Georgia. But hope all works out there. To Georgetown, Kentucky we go. And police there are really way up on a case that I know. I know it's tough to pick on police when it comes to donuts. But... At the Storage Sense Storage Facility back on April 2nd, officials there contacted the police about suspicious activity from one of their renters, and officers executed a search warrant at the unit and discovered over $17,000 worth of stolen property from a New Mexico <coughs> donut shop. <laughs> yeah, a donut shop in cops. Uh, uh, I'm not making this up. This is... This is really true here. But, yeah, luckily the police there in Georgetown, Kentucky, just north of Lexington, able to help figure out that this was stolen from New Mexico, Mexico, Tucumcari, I think is how you pronounce the name of the town, which is 1,200 miles away from Georgetown, Kentucky. And they had this stolen donut shop equipment in a storage unit there in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. And maybe the New Mexico proprietor of that donut shop will get their equipment back and all will be okay. The former pastor of a South Carolina megachurch appeared to threaten the Greenville News newspaper Sunday during a lecture to her former congregation where she defended the church's new controversial leaders and during a monologue at La Relentless Church in Greenville, South Carolina. Hope Carpenter spoke of the importance of faith before expressing gratitude to pastors John and Aventer Gray. She then turned her attention to the Greenville News paper and she said i love you i believe in you i'm praying for you she told the couple and then she says i cut people i got a knife right in that pocketbook greenville news come on we done went through this i'm still here and guess who else is still going to be here now the greenville news published several stories highlighting the church's purchase of a 1.8 million dollar home for the grays and then Gray also purchased a $200,000 Lamborghini for his wife and rumors that he had an extramarital affair published in the newspaper. Gray said the affair was an emotional one. That's a, that's a good excuse. When you're going to have an affair, all you got to say it's, it's emotional. <laughs> uh, I second that emotion. Yeah. But yeah, the, the lady there getting up there in the church, Hope Carpenter and talking about cutting people. Ooh, not very Christian there in greenville south carolina all right to louisiana we go and this is good good news if you're a shopper of rouse's markets 
in Louisiana. They also have locations along the Gulf Coast in Mississippi. Rouse's Markets, with I think they've got about uh, 63 stores. Yeah, they got 63 stores now. They are moving down the street. The chain will move its corporate offices from Thibodeau to Shriver, Louisiana, 10 miles away from Thibodeau. The company said this week in a press release they had purchased a 32-acre property and about 150 jobs will move from the old location to the new one. And that's great news. Again, it's Rouse's Markets, kind of a fixture in the New Orleans area, all over to Biloxi and in the Gulf Coast area of Mississippi, Louisiana. And they're going to have a, a lot nicer location and corporate offices. And I think they're going to have a also a warehouse, a new warehouse for the store there, Rouse's Markets in the Gulf Coast area of our region. More headlines, this coming from St. George, South Carolina. More business news. DHL, remember that? I think they're based out of Germany. They used to have delivery trucks everywhere, and I think they kind of sort of still do, but not what they were 15 years ago. You know, bright red and yellow company. DHL announced it's constructing a new $100 million distribution center in Dorchester County, South Carolina, where St. George is. And this is going to create 450 jobs in the South Carolina Low Country, and that would be what they're building, a $100 million distribution center just north of Charleston. And this is the first facility expected to be completed in the first quarter of 2020 as they purchased 125 acres at the newly named DHL Commerce Park in St. George. Now, on a map, St. George is kind of right at the location of Interstate 26 and I-95, so a good location. Like I said, about 45 minutes from Charleston, and kind of sandwiched right there, eh, hour, maybe hour 20 south of Columbia. And DHL maybe causing more and more commerce to happen in at least a low country of South Carolina, but maybe perhaps expanding into your area of the South as well. More news coming in from South Carolina as low country students are using virtual reality to help children with cancer in Sweden. And this is happening at Porter Goud School in Charleston. And the students are using this to ease the anxiety and fear faced by children undergoing cancer treatments. And senior students from Porter Gout have spent months collaborating with Microsoft's medical team in the UK to create a variety of virtual reality experiences. That's good news. Again, coming from Porter Gout, a, a school for kids just outside of Charleston. I think it's over on James Island, to be exact. And those school, that school helping out with people all the way in Sweden who are undergoing cancer right now. How about some celebrity news coming from Memphis, Tennessee, as Justin Timberlake, well, he's kind of got a deal. And, 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 and this guy, I mean, he can't, he can't go wrong, okay? He has a Levi's jeans collection, and he's putting Memphis into this new Levi collection. Of course, Timberlake is from the Bluff City of Memphis, Tennessee. He's just released a lineup of clothing called Fresh Leaves back on April 1st. And it's a 12-piece lineup that will feature trucker hoodie hybrids, graphic tees, and new 502 taper jeans. See, we got fashion talk here on today's show. Among the designs on some of the clothing will be the Zippin' Pippin' Roller Coaster, which was a famous roller coaster in the East End Park of Memphis, and also Skateland, Roller Rink, and the Arcade Restaurant, and more. All part of this new collection from Memphis's own Justin Timberlake. Now, isn't that, isn't that a nice thing to him to do to honor? I think it was that same theme park Elvis used to rent out at night and go ride back when he was 
I guess Lisa Marie was a youngster. He would do that in the middle of the night. More headlines here. Uh, hey, have you heard about this story coming from a, uh, it's from Louisiana, but involves some people from Tennessee, Hornbeak, Tennessee, to be exact, as they were having a fishing tournament in Farmerville, Louisiana the other day. And less than a nickel's weight has made the difference between the first and second place winners. Tony Hughes and Jeff Riddle of Hornbeak, Tennessee, they pulled in a, an American crappie at 35.94 pounds. Okay, great job there. The second place fisherman, Daniel Porter of Campbell, Missouri, and Jeremy Aldridge of Baysville, Mississippi, they brought in a crappie of 35.93 pounds. So one one hundredth, I guess is what that is, of a pound difference between these two competing there. And it's a big deal because Hughes and Riddle won cash and prizes worth over $50,000, while the guys that <laughs> with a nickel's weight difference only got $8,300 in this tournament held in Farmerville, Louisiana. Ooh, what a terrible thing. Union Parish and the Lincoln Parish City of Ruston hosted this tournament, which was over this past weekend. And this tournament at Lake Diarbon, and what a what a close contest! And that's no fish tail here on the y'all show. Now here's some fun stuff. Y'all want some fun stuff here as we wrap up our headlines? Yeah, you need some fun stuff. This is stupidity at its best, coming from the natural state. Two men have been arrested in Arkansas for shooting each other while wearing a bulletproof vest. This is in Rogers, Arkansas, and the pair allegedly shot each other during a night of drinking, you think? While each man tried on a bulletproof vest. This according to the Benton County, Arkansas Sheriff's Department. And Charles Eugene Ferris, who is 50, and Christopher Hicks, a 36-year-old, were both arrested over the weekend on charges of felony aggravated assault. And a sheriff's deputy took the initial report from Ferris at the hospital, where authorities say Ferris invented a story to cover for Hicks. And, uh, Ferris said he was hired to protect an asset who paid him $200 to follow him into the woods at Hobbs State Park, according to a probable cause affidavit. Something's wrong here. I hope they were drinking or something was up. But yeah, the headline, two men from Arkansas arrested for shooting each other while wearing bulletproof vest. I don't think it was an effort to try to show off how strong a bulletproof vest is. It looks like it was a scam and they got caught. Strange thing there from arkansas well when we come back we have a wonderful up-and-coming country music singer alexis ebert will be our special guest it's the crs tapes continuing on and at the bottom of the hour we will have our festive south you don't want to miss it as we'll talk about some of the best vodka distilleries in dixie all that ahead on y'all opportunity doesn't really knock it pops up barges in or runs by at 100 miles an hour That's why Vistaprint is getting you ready to grab it with both hands. Head to Vistaprint.com right now and get up to 40% off postcards, invitations, banners, everything you need to market your business. And as a bonus, save up to 50% on every business card we make. So grab this opportunity to get up to 50% on business cards and up to 40% off everything else at Vistaprint.com. Just use promo code SALE40. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code SALE40. 
Oh, fresh powder. I'll get the skis. Ugh, I can't. Winter nasal congestion. Is it A, cold, B, sinus pressure, C, allergies? I'm not sure. For all of the above, the answer is D, Allegra D, a maximum strength decongestant plus a powerful non-drowsy antihistamine for 24 hours of relief. Feel better? <sighs> yep. Feel like racing? <laughs> hey, wait! This winter, the answer is Allegra D. Look for Allegra D at the pharmacy counter. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applied. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. drink he likes the crazy way i think he likes the way i like the way his whole body is covered in ink he likes the way i smoke a smoke he likes the way i rock the boat he likes the way i like the way he's a mustang and he still ain't broke takes him to the river on a saturday night and i take him by the hand and i lead him right where he takes me in his arms and he holds me tight and it goes all night goes all night He's my rebel baby, I'm his redneck queen We go together like blue and jeans Alexa, play Alexis Ebert I got nervous (laughs) I didn't know Alexa could laugh, but evidently We got someone with a similar name here Alexis Ebert is joining us This is The Y'all Show with John Rawl Good to have y'all back And Alexis, good to meet you And good to have you here at the Y'all Show Thank you so much Well, thank y'all so much for having me I know that was tough for you (laughs) Now, you are old enough that you were born pre-Amazon.com. Oh, yeah. So this thing has to be driving you crazy when people yeah. say Alexa. I don't, the, you know what? I don't have Alexa. I don't either. Sadly. I don't have an Alexa. So it's just me. Wow. <laughs> but people do call me Alexa all the time. Yeah. And then I'm like, I don't even correct them, to be honest. Well, it's a cool name. That's why <laughs> whoever, Amazon or Google, whoever created that darn thing right. is using it. They should have used Alexis, but that would be even more confusing for you. <laughs> now, Alexis is a newcomer with an asterisk by that newcomer status. This is not your first time putting out music and being in the music business. Yeah, it, it is not my first rodeo. Rodeo. But rodeo, no. Um, but it's my first time at CRS. Oh, is it? So, yeah. And I've never had a single go to radio before. So, yeah. So, that? it is my first. Now, Alexis is an or- Oregon donor. She is from a, na- a native of Oregon, not the South, but you got here as quick as you could. You've sure lived did. in the Nashville area for quite some time. Yes. And at one time, she had a record deal with Warner Brothers Records, and I don't know what happened. They weren't paying attention, and they. 
They let the clock run out. <laughs> if you know what, it's all good. Yeah. It's yeah. So timing wasn't right. Sometimes timing's better down the road, and that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah. Now you have this new album, new single called "Ride or Die." Yes. And you even have tattoos. I do. I have tattoos. I have a tattoo to put on you. Yes, you do. It's called <laughs> Alex Zebra. I can't. I'm reading this backwards because it's a tattoo that'll go on me. I guess it will look right. It's and called then, right, right. And you don't want to put it on upside down. Just okay. warning you. Well, I know you have one of your many production staff members here to assist. <laughs> so let's do a live tattoo placement on the y'all show. <laughs> We're doing it on the hand? I was going to do it on my face. Oh my gosh, you're going to do it on your face? As long as it'll come off. Will it come off? You just got like some soap. All right, I don't know if I want to do this. Let's take a quick poll. I'll do I say yes. If you don't mind. This is the best one yet. I agree. I don't get it. If I had this stamped on my head for the rest of my life. I at least want some royalties or something. Do you have any tattoos? Like, no, real? I, have, I don't either. I have, well, every woman's got a tattoo now. I do not have a tattoo. I promise Prove you. It. I have none. <laughs> Nowhere. All right, this is a very long okay, process. Well done. It's almost all. It's almost all there. You want it right? Oh, okay. One more. Jeez, I don't know what I signed <laughs> up for. <laughs> tattoos take time. So this may be the end of the y'all show, everybody. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Smushed in there. Hold on. I'm being hazed on national radio and television. Okay. Do you have insurance, by the way? Oh, my gosh. This works much better on... on Off camera. On wrists. Okay. It's, the gist of it is there. So, there you go. Just Happy early Ash Wednesday, everybody. <laughs> yes, this is the y'all show. It, is it legible? I can't see. It, you know what? Let's just... Let's just. Now, is this commitment? I am pledging my something to Alexis Hebert here on the y'all show. Have you had anybody else do that? Not on their face. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, so you're getting better and better. And you don't have a tattoo. Here's a good I don't. conversation. If you had a tattoo, if you were going to get a tattoo, what would it be of? It would be just heartbreaker. I would just have heartbreaker, heartbreaker. on me. Good God. That's pretty <laughs> I've dark. given this thought. Really? Because I don't have any, and I will never have any. Okay, That's well, like my... I, I know that about myself. I don't like needles. I don't like... I don't like it. So... Yeah, temporary tattoos are cool. Now, <laughs> if you join the Navy, I, I do suggest you get a tattoo. If you join the Navy. I think Navy sailors have a right to have a tattoo. If I ever decided to join the Navy, I would get a sleeve. Okay. Okay. Can we hear her off the camera? It's fine. We've got a peanut gallery here on the Y'all Show. That's the only... I I feel kind of like you. I think tattoos is... I don't know. I'm not going to cast judgment. I got my own thing. This... Tattoo stuff is kind of bothering me here, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're glad you're here. Tell us about Ride or Die. It's got a, a single that's out, and it's got you on some kind of motorized device. It's on the back of a motorcycle, okay. which is appropriate for the title. I do like the fact that you've got a, a chest of ice yeah. that you find at like convenience stores on there. What, what's the <laughs> symbolism of that? Ice. 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 It's cool. 
It is I just cool. thought of that. Wow, that I was off the top cool. of my it's head. It's good. I didn't know if you're funded by ICE or not. <laughs> no, I wish. Yeah, there's a lot of people <laughs> out there. That. A lot of people make a lot of money in the ICE business. They sure do. So, ride or die. What uh, if we give this a spin, which we will do here on the Y'all Show? What are we going to hear? You. Um, it's a you know energetic, fun song about that you know guy, that love interest that's just going to be with you. Like through the the good times, the bad times, you're probably going to get into a lot of trouble together, but you're going to have fun doing it. You may end up in jail together, but at least you're going to be with each other. And you co-wrote this? I did, yes. Well, what what was the, I guess, the genesis of this song even being written? Oh, a boy, of course. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Did you have one make you mad? I may have. No, it's it's actually a positive song. Huh, okay. Yeah. Well, you said your heartbreaker was going to be your tattoo. Oh, yeah. That's just me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. So, uh, did, did said boy, was he excited about this song? or? Um, he probably doesn't know. Oh, really? About it being about him. Okay. So. Not yet, but he'll soon find out. Right. And All then right. we have a video coming out for it, too. That's cool. Yes. And you have March 29th down as a due date for Ride or Die. Yes. You can, it'll be available everywhere March 29th. Now, this is on Redneck Riviera? No, 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 no. <laughs> what is Redneck Riviera? Um, those are the boots. Oh. Those are the boots I'm wearing. Well, it looks like it could be your record label. And um, and then we are playing there tomorrow. My, my band. Oh, We're doing yeah. a show there tomorrow at 4.30. I'm going there. I think I'm going there tonight for an event, I think. Yeah, same. Where, where is that? Um, it's on Broadway. Okay, that's the John Rich thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, I haven't been. I, I was around here many years ago, back when you were on Warner Brothers, and uh-huh. none of these artists had their own venues here at that time, and now right. it seems like everybody, even Kid Rock's got something now. I know. They're having fun. They are. They're having a party. So we need to get you your own venue. Let's do it. What would you have different at the Alexis Eberts, what would we call it? It needs a cool name. I would have more seating. Heartbreakers by Alexis Ebert. That'd be the name of your bar. You'd have seating. A lot of these places don't have seating. They do, but like, like more like couches. Oh, like really? instead of like bar tops, I'd make it like couches. So I, I like to be comfy. I don't know if our audience is tuning out or not right now with staring at my tattoo here, but we hope that we're gaining watchers and listeners here on the Y'all Show. Well, we're excited about this. What else are we going to find on this new album? Oh, it's it's a the whole album is basically my early twenties <laughs> in one record. Wow. <laughs> the ups and downs, the wild side. Have you made it out of your twenties? Um no, no yeah, way. Okay, well, okay, well, I didn't want people listening to you like, you know, is this someone eighty years old singing no, about her early twenties? No, 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 no. Back when you had a Stetson uh what is it, Studebaker. I thought you were you gonna say a Stetson. I was like, I do nah, have a Stetson. Do you? I sure do. I got to wear a Stetson for the first time yesterday by David Ball, if you know who that yes, is. Yes, I do. Warner Warner Brothers artist. Yeah. He was doing an interview with me and he said, Here, wear my hat. And so I actually wore a cowboy hat. Something I don't normally do because I'm not a cowboy. Yeah. I'm just a country boy. See, I grew up playing like fairs and festivals when I was a kid and that's how my parents like dressed me for stage that I like, put a cowboy hat on her she'll be good yeah, that's child abuse right there <laughs> but I wanted it yeah well that's good and it says Alexis Ebert the Marilyn Monroe of honky tonk uh-huh. I like that you do oh yeah I didn't think you would but well, I like Marilyn Monroe and I like okay. honky tonk there we go those are two things that honestly sadly have kind of in some ways both gone away yeah a little fun a little Marilyn tragic. for an obvious reason she's dead and honky tonk 
we need to bring that we're back. bringing it back we need, you know what i don't know if you've got it on your new album coming out march 29th but we haven't had a song out in about 20 years in country music that said anything about a jukebox oh i yeah no i haven't used jukebox in the song i should for you sure should. i mean there's nothing that says honky thought like a jukebox yeah don't rock the jukebox don't rock bubba shout the jukebox <laughs> there's a lot of great jukebox songs and they still have jukeboxes maybe it your heartbreakers pub, definitely they'll have something out there i'll have one for sure so when you're not doing music what will you what will we find you doing if i'm not doing music you, yes i know you have to have some other kind of life yeah kind of but really music is a oh, lot of my life that. i do like to be in my car a lot oh really driving yeah just driving or just sitting in the parking lot just driving all right so you like to drive i do now living in tennessee where do you drive where do you like to go to i like to drive out to like dixon Dixon? fairview area Mm -hmm. all right have you ever been to the fairview what do they call that walmart oh no that's the dixon walmart (laughs) sorry i I was gonna say yeah the the buoy nature park Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's a really cool place. Yeah. If you have horses, if you live in the Nashville area, mm-hmm. you can go out there and ride. Right. And it doesn't even cost anything. That's so nice. That is a, a great treasure there in Fairview, home of the Fairview Yellow Jackets. Woo! Alexis, it. we wish you the best and good Thank luck you so much. driving around Tennessee and the rest of Dixie. And we <laughs> are looking forward to following your success. We'll go to break and let you hear a sample of Ride or Die from Alexis Ebert. The Y'all Show with John Rawl will continue after this break. Don't go anywhere. I go get it. Maybe I gotta go get this tattoo off. <laughs> we'll be right back. Thanks, y'all. He's my darkness and I'm his light. He's my freedom and I'm his flight. He's my bark and I'm his bite. And I take a bullet for him. I'm his bounty. He's my Clyde. I'm his fire and he's my fight. I'm his quick fix and he's my high. And caller number nine for one million dollars. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I know this one. Chocolates. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer. Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number ten. Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 4 First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video streams set up to 480p+. Music it up to 500 gigabits per second. Gaming it up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restricting supply. See dealer for details. Prescription products require an online physician consultation and are only available if the physician determines a prescription is appropriate. See website for full details. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hems makes it extra affordable. Right now, get your first month's supply for free. 
All you pay is just $5 for your medical consultation when you go to 4hems.com slash play. After that, it's just 30 bucks for a month's supply. Sure beats paying big bucks for just one blue pill, doesn't it? Plus, you won't need an awkward in-person doctor's appointment to get the prescription. Hims has doctors online who can prescribe the medication, and a pharmacy sends it right to your door. It's affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To get your first order for just five bucks, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hems.com slash play. That's 4hems.com slash play for your first month for just five bucks. 4hems.com slash play. Final segment of this first hour of today's Y'all Show with John Rawl as we talk about the South and talk about it big time. And we discuss where you can get in the car and head to. And if you have a little little desire to hit the road and drive south like Susie Boggess does, here are some events going on this weekend across the Southland that you need to be aware of. It's the North Carolina Azalea Festival in Wilmington, North Carolina. This has been going on since 1948. And more than 300,000 people attend this event. Again, this is the North Carolina Azalea Festival in Wilmington. Go check it out. Going on right now. ncazaleafestival.org, the website. Also going on until the 13th of April in Green Cove Springs, Florida. It's the Clay County Agricultural Fair. That is just to the southwest of Jacksonville is where this is located. Big event there. In Rock Hill, South Carolina, just south of Charlotte. Going on this weekend up until the 13th, it's the Come See Me Festival. And this showcases Rock Hill and and its music, sports, and heritage there just south of Charlotte. As we said, they got a beach bash, a parade, and more. The Come See Me Festival going on until the 13th in Rock Hill. Also in the Palmetto State, you have the Somerville Family YMCA Flower Town Festival. It's the 47th year of the Flower Town Festival in Somerville, 30 miles to the north of Charleston. A big event, sure to be a lot of fun. Lafayette, Louisiana this weekend, it's the Acadiana Po'boy Festival. AcadianaPo'boyFestival.com, the website. You can go there and get inexpensive $3 po'boy bites and shop local all at the Acadiana Po'boy Festival in Lafayette this weekend. Some festivals going on next weekend to go ahead and put on your calendar. It's the Lock Norman Highland Games, Huntersville, North Carolina, April 12th through the 14th in Lake Charles. Next weekend, they've got the original downtown Lake Charles Crawfish Festival, downtowncrawfest.com, the website next weekend. And then starting next weekend, going until the 3rd of May, it's the Kentucky Derby Festival in Louisville. Go to kdf.org for more information. Yeah, Derby will be here before you know it, and it all kind of gets started a couple weeks in advance, starting again next weekend, Kentucky Derby Festival. Also next weekend in Lewisburg, West Virginia, the Lewisburg Chocolate Festival is taking place. The website, lewisburgchocolatefestival.com. Come out, celebrate all things chocolate in the WV. In Mount Olive, North Carolina, next weekend, it's the North Carolina Pickle Festival. ncpicklefest.org 
is the website. You can participate in such things as a pickle eating contest, a pickle derby, also a 5K cuke patch, and a 75-mile tour to pickle bicycle ride. All sounds good to me. In Mount Olive, North Carolina, the Pickle Festival next weekend. Also in Perry, Georgia next weekend, it's the Perry Dogwood Festival. PerryGAChamber.com is the website to go to to learn more about the 31st year of the Perry Dogwood Festival in Perry, GA. I think that's just around Macon, Georgia. Enjoy that particular event next weekend here on Y'all. And that is a look at some of your fun festivals across the Southland coming up in the next two weeks. All right. From the folks at y'all.com, of which we're proud to be a part of here on the Y'all Show, we have an article penned by Clark Shelton called 10 Vodka Distilleries to Visit in the South. Who knew that you don't have to go to Moscow to get great vodka? Well, you might can just go to Moscow, Tennessee. Have y'all heard of that town? Yeah, it's just to the east of Memphis in Fayette County, I think, is where that is. Uh, I don't think they pronounce it Moscow. I think it's Moscow, I think. I have never been to Moscow slash Moscow, Tennessee, but it's on my list. And when I go there, I want some good vodka, comrade. All right, here's the list from Clark about some of the best vodka distilleries in the entire South. Y'all ready for this? The key to good vodka, quality water, and a good purification process. Amen to that. Or should I say, da. Up first, we'll go to... No, not moscow tennessee or moscow it, let's go to the state capital of the volunteer state corsair distillery is one of the top vodkas in the south and this is they've got a great vanilla bean vodka it's made with whole bourbon vanilla beans and it won gold at the 2009 world beverage competition corsair distillery nashville tennessee in madison mississippi just to the north of jackson you have cathead distillery and their honeysuckle vodka is made with Louisiana sugarcane and honeysuckle extract. Great thing if you are into vodka. Cathead Distillery, Madison, Mississippi. America's Georgia has 13th colony, named for the fact that Georgia was the 13th U.S. colony and I guess the 13th state added to the Union. And it's a contemporary Southern-inspired vodka that's silky smooth, according to Clark, so I'll have to take him on his word. I'm not a vodka drinker, okay? Out of the state capital of Texas, Tito's is one of the best vodkas in the Southland. And it's probably, as Clark says, the most well-known on this entire list. It started in Austin over 20 years ago, and they still use old-fashioned pot stills and small batches. Tito's, Austin, Texas, one of the best vodkas in the Southland. Back to Georgia we go. In Atlanta, they have Old Fourth Distillery. Their self-named vodka is made with regionally grown sugar cane and purified not once, not twice, but three times. Old Fourth Distillery, the home of the Durham Bulls and Duke University in Durham, North Carolina. They have Graybeard Distillery, and this is the home of Bedlam Vodka, which claims to come from a seven centuries old recipe handed down by monks. Not going to fight them on that. To Oklahoma, Indian Grass Distillery. That is one of the newer ones on the block and before each bottle from indian grass distillery is bottled it's a signed batch and bottle number assigned to it there you go in tulsa the indian grass distillery here's another one and i've heard of this one because they're the ones that came up with the sweet tea vodka it's firefly distillery in charleston south carolina again the world's first sweet tea vodka, Firefly. Boy, they were all the rage about five, ten years ago when they came out. I guess they're still doing well 
with Firefly Distillery. And I've had a sip of that, and boy, it tastes just like sweet tea, but it ain't. It's vodka. And finally, Jephtha Creed is a vodka from Louisville, Kentucky, made with their own farm-grown corn. And that is a nice sampling of vodka makers from throughout the South. And as Clark wrote here, the 10 vodka distilleries to visit in the South. Here we go. Once again, in case you need me to, maybe you were drinking some of this vodka, you need me to repeat. So quickly, here we go. Cathead Distillery, Madison, Mississippi. Corsair Distillery, Nashville, 13th Colony, America's Georgia. Tito's in Austin. Old Fourth Distillery in Atlanta. In Durham, it's Graybeard Distillery. Indian Grass Distillery in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Charleston, South Carolina's Firefly Distillery. And in Louisville, Jephtha Creed. Check it out and go to the article on y'all.com to learn much more info. That will conclude this hour one of today's y'all show. Hang on, get you a glass of vodka or sweet tea or both. And we will come right back in hour two with a special spotlight on the Civil War. Miss Scarlet, them Yankees are a coming. Well, not on this show. The South's going to do it again. And we'll tell you all about the war. And we'll have a special guest, author John Reeves, will be on here to let us know about some other great Civil War books out there. Plus, we'll have our SCC Spotlight in Hour 2. So stay here on Y'all. Opportunity doesn't really knock. It pops up, barges in, or runs by at 100 miles an hour. That's why Vistaprint is getting you ready to grab it with both hands. Head to vistaprint.com right now and get up to 40% off postcards, invitations, banners, everything you need to market your business. And as a bonus, save up to 50% on every business card we make. So grab this opportunity to get up to 50% on business cards and up to 40% off everything else at vistaprint.com. Just use promo code SALE40. That's vistaprint.com, promo code SALE40. Oh, fresh powder. I'll get the skis. Ugh, I can't. Winter nasal congestion. Is it A, cold, B, sinus pressure, C, allergies? I'm not sure. For all of the above, the answer is D, Allegra D, a maximum strength decongestant plus a powerful non-drowsy antihistamine for 24 hours of relief. Feel better? <sighs> yep. Feel like racing? <laughs> hey, wait. This winter, the answer is Allegra D. Look for Allegra D at the pharmacy counter. Use as directed. It's the second hour of Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. We are so glad you could join us here. I'm John Rawl. We've got a battle of Goliaths on the battlefield of college basketball to talk about in the upcoming segment. We'll hear from the head coach of the Auburn Tigers, Bruce Pearl, as Auburn gets ready to play in the Final Four. Of course, UVA from the ACC and Texas Tech from the Big 12 also in the Final Four of college basketball. So we've got college basketball talk. And you can't talk about Auburn being in the Final Four without knowing how the other side of the coin flips in the state of Alabama. So we're going to go to my friend Ryan Fowler He's the host of the game in Tuscaloosa. And how are the Crimson Tide fans reacting to Auburn going to the Final Four for college basketball? It's going to be a fun segment. That is coming up next after we have this upcoming feature now on the Y'all Show. Plus, we'll have a, a little bit more spotlight on SEC football news and notes, all that 
at the end of the hour. But right now on y'all, something special that we're bringing on for the next couple of weeks. It is the month of April. And if you're a person like me who values this region's history, the month of April is the most important month, perhaps, for those of us who fancy ourselves as Civil War historians, those of us who either have degrees in it or just have been astute students of Civil War history, because, well, in some cases, it's in our DNA. I'm a proud descendant of Confederate soldiers. My grandparents took me to Fort Sumter when I was a kid, and I've been hooked on it, plus all other types of military history my whole life. And April is an important month now that we've turned the calendar to this month because it was in april that the war between the states began it's in april when the war between the states ended and so as we have our by the book feature today and throughout the next couple of weeks here on the y'all show i'm going to bring in a kind of a civil war spotlight here in the month of april and maybe you'll learn something you didn't know about this region when it comes to that very important time period 1861 to 1865 and to help me do that this week is civil war author john reeves he's joining me from our nation's capital washington dc hello john welcome to the y'all show sir hello john how are you i am doing good how are you and thank you you have written a lot of stuff and and i'm going to talk about that but you also recently wrote an article called seven essential books on the civil war which i found fascinating so we want to talk about Mm -hmm. that but how in the world did you get involved with studying up and writing about the civil war yeah you know i've been interested in it my whole life i can remember when I was a little kid reading Bruce Catton's uh, book that was aimed at kids, but, you know, it just was fascinating with photographs and articles and essays and all sorts of things. I think it was the American Heritage uh, volume of the Civil War as a kid. And then um, I was a historian for many years and was a teacher and taught European and American history. And the Civil War has always just been a fascination of mine. And um I I was reading, you know, over the years I was a writer and editor, and um, when I wanted to write, I, I had a book idea that was related to the Civil War, and I just went for it. So, uh, so that's how that brings me up to the present. Well, John, I'm not a Civil War writer, but I did make a documentary about one of the Civil War's key figures, Nathan Bedford Forrest, and in that oh, yeah. effort, I actually got a chance to go interview Shelby Foote, who did not have a PhD in history or anything like that, but he certainly was known for his Civil War work and appearing on the Ken Burns series and I want to ask your opinion of what Shelby Foote told me back in the early 2000s he told me that the Civil War decided what kind of country this would be would you agree with that statement oh yeah I certainly agree with it I mean I think it's remarkable that the Civil War is still with us today, right? We're, we're debating how do we remember the, the key leaders of the war and, and, and some of, some of the issues that were, that we thought were resolved, uh, by the war are still with us today and, and we're having debates and, and, uh, revisiting that time. So, so I think it not only made us who we are today, but I think we're still working out some of the, controversial issues that that were were raised and uh were attempted to be resolved by the war well again the war was controversial before it ever became a war i mean remember if you know anything about the nullification crisis we almost had a civil war back in the 1830s 
and that mm-hmm. was a crazy time. And then with all of the the positioning of states being added to the union, most notably California, then Kansas, it was a very heated time prior to the actual battles of 1861 to 1865. And then when those battles came, you had the North itself had a civil war with those who kind of didn't want to go to war and those who were, were all for the emancipation and more. And then the South, you had plenty of people who didn't want to see a war, didn't want to see a division. It was a house divided. It truly was. Yeah. That's why the Civil War was and still is an amazing subject to write about, an amazing subject to talk about. And, John, I'm sure you're like me. There's basically not a day that goes by that I don't learn something about that time period that I didn't know before. And sometimes I don't even go looking for it. It just kind of falls in my lap. Yeah, no, I'm I'm the same way. You know, at the, at the moment, I'm writing um, a book about the Battle of the Wilderness. Ah. And, um, the, you know, it's funny, but more I, the more I dig in, I learn things that, you know, I didn't quite know before. And so you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, the, the war is surprisingly well documented that a lot of the soldiers wrote memoirs and letters. And there's, there's a tremendous amount of primary uh, research, uh, primary materials uh, to, to read and, and learn about. And I, and I think that even though there are so many books about the civil war there's still more to discover because there there was a lot of output by that that uh war you are so right on that and remember if you're listening to us right now and you're in the south there's a very good chance that one of your ancestors if not many fought on one of the two sides of the civil war most of you probably had soldiers in the confederacy like me in fact i got to give a shout-out to my great-great-grandfather, P.I. Rawl, 20th South Carolina CSA. Do you know what he called the war, John? And I, right. th- I think it's the great name. He called it, when he wrote about it in the 1890s, he called it the Uncivil War. Yeah. Because it was very uncivil what happened. Oh, and did he write, did he write a, a personal yeah. account? Yeah, it's actually in a book put out by the UDC. He was a prisoner of war at Point Lookout, Maryland, and he wrote about a 30-page account of being a POW there in 1864, 1865. He got captured at Cedar Creek and ah. went off to the to the uh, prison camp. In fact, a relative of mine passed down his little New Testament Bible that was given to him as a prisoner, and she gave that to me before her, di- her death. So I actually have a remnant of my Confederate great-great-grandfather from the Civil War. And again, it was a New Testament Bible, and he wrote about that. He said, as a prisoner in Point Lookout, Maryland, which was one of the largest prison camps for Confederates up in the North, that the Yankees wouldn't give them medicine. They wouldn't give them food, but they kept giving them all these little New Testament Bibles. And he said that was kind of a slap in the face because it was like, hey, we're not Christians. We want to just give you New Testament Bibles. And he he wrote again in the 1890s that, well, this may have been sacrilegious, but we did the only thing we could with all these Bibles. We used them as toilet paper because they were actually having to bathe in the Chesapeake uh, there in the Chesapeake Bay, and and that's what they did. But yeah, I'm very fortunate that I have that. But I'm not here to brag about me. I'm here to tell all of you listening. There's a darn good chance with a little bit of questioning family members, or are going to an archives, or you got what is it, folds of honor now, or something like that. There's all these websites mm-hmm. that you can go and look up your own history. 
it's not hard to find some kind of family connection to the Civil War, and you'll be amazed at what you can find with a little bit of effort. But if you don't want to go through all of that, then you can go find books about the Civil War. And that's one of the reasons we have writer John Reeves with us as he's written a bunch of stuff, including The Lost Indictment of Robert E. Lee. I'm going to ask you about that, but John, also want to plug in just a second. You actually penned an article that I found called The Seven Essential Books on the Civil War. So I don't know if your own book's in that list of essential books. If not, it should be. But let's first talk about your book, The Lost Indictment of Robert E. Lee. Why did you write that? Yeah, so I wrote it because um, I had been reading a a few books about Robert E. Lee, and um, I didn't know that much about his post-war uh, era. And so, you know, and I, and I got curious about, uh, Lee after the war. And, um, as I dug in a little, a little more, uh, closely, I learned that he had been indicted for treason after the war. And I was reading, you're probably familiar with the great three volume biography of Robert E. Lee by Douglas Southall Freeman. And he writes of the indictment that the, the copy of the indictment, the document had gone missing. And so that kind of, that made me curious. And I thought, well, I wonder if I could try to find that. And uh, so that was a whole kind of other story. And I won't go into that, but bottom line is I was able to find the, the indictment um, after, after uh, running around for a little bit. And it was in the um, library of Virginia in Richmond, but more importantly, as I learned about that trial, that, that, that indictment against Lee and then the, the attempt to try Jefferson Davis, a, a whole story kind of emerged that there was a, a there was a legal case against Lee and th- there were, Lee was indicted with 36 other Confederate leaders. So there were 37 at one time. And then Davis and and uh, Breckenridge were also indicted, too. So a total of 39 were 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 indicted for treason and they faced death by hanging if they were convicted of that charge. And that, the you know, the federal government was in earnest about this. Andrew Johnson had vowed to make treason odious. And so a whole story that I don't think a lot of Americans are familiar with emerged. And so I dug in and I found not only was this legal case against Lee, but also there was a very, the environment for him was quite critical at the time that Northerners were accusing him of being hypocritical on the issue of slavery, for example. He was being criticized, what we were talking about earlier, for mistreatment of Union prisoners, which in my book I show that I don't think that was quite fair a charge. But it was a charge made against him nonetheless. And then, um, so there was this generally contentious, um, you know, attitude around Lee. And I think it speaks to what we were talking about earlier, right? Because we often think about Appomattox as having ended the war and, and that Grant and Lee sort of bury the hatchet at Appomattox. But, you know, it was in June, you know, a couple months later that Lee and these others are indicted and then there's this case against them. So, you know, this was after, of course, you know, Lincoln is assassinated after Appomattox. So the wound got reopened, so to speak. And so, you know, you have this conflict, you have this attempt to, 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 bring these men to trial it eventually fails and 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 
Johnson uh, gives them a, a general amnesty uh, before departing office. But but that's the story. It's this kind of um, and and the lost indictment. Of course, it works on two levels. It, you know, the the document literally went missing. But as I said, more importantly, it symbolically went missing. And then for those of us who who know what came later, Lee becomes sort of deified um, during the late 19th century by you know some of his lieutenants like. Jubal Early and, and some of these other figures, and then he becomes this sort of mythical character, and we had forgotten that kind of post-war period where he was still, you know, a, a, a man with all, with all that, that goes with that, and when he was treated in, uh, quite differently than by the late 19th, early 20th century, where he had achieved this sort of mythic status. So that's kind of in a nutshell what the book is about. All right, well, that sounds great. Again, we're talking with writer John Reeves, who penned the book, The Lost Indictment of Robert E. Lee, The Forgotten Case Against an American Icon. And you've had some great praise on your book. In fact, I've got to share this with our audience. One of the credits on the back of your book comes from the Reverend Robert W. Lee IV, who's a professor and pastor and a collateral descendant of General Robert E. Lee. And the Reverend Lee writes, in John Reeves' remarkable book, we are telling and we see a telling and striking portrait of Robert E. Lee after the Civil War. Unheard of to many, this accurate portrayal of a murky character and time in our nation's history should be read and consumed by all. Not bad to have a descendant of General Lee to say those kind of words about your book, John. Yeah, no, I was, I was, uh, I was happy to, uh, to, to hear that. It was, uh, great, great right. praise. Well, you also have, just like me, been a Civil War aficionado throughout most of your life, and you have penned an article that I found on the website medium.com. It's called Seven Essential Books on the Civil War. And a guy that actually gives you credit about your book is the number one book on your list. It's Battle Cry of Freedom from James McPherson, who is renowned in Civil War study. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I urge any of your listeners, if they haven't read Battle Cry of Freedom, that I think for many of us, that's a starting point uh, for the Civil War because, you know, he's a he's a good writer he's a good storyteller and yet he he has just this breadth i mean he's written dozens <laughs> i think it's, it's over a dozen books on on the civil war and and uh he's been doing it for a long time so he knows he knows the subject yeah well, well and that book is of course a classic well according to i think something on your website i saw about fifty thousand books about the civil war have been written is that right yeah, yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure it's more more than just when when that statistic uh, appeared. You yeah. Know? All right, another book on your list of seven great Civil War books is from James Oakes, Freedom National. What is this about? Yeah, so you know that one is fascinating because he writes about how emancipation comes about and he does it from a sort of a legal and an ideological point of view and that you know he makes slavery central to the war but also shows how that you know a lot of northerners a lot of constitutional scholars felt that this issue was central from from day one so there's a there's a lot of debate understandably about that but he he believes that it was this 
it, it was this conflict over literally the meaning of the Constitution in relation to the um, extension of slavery that was the central central issue from day one. Um, and then he, he shows the, the evolution of that uh, debate um, over the course of the war. So it's a, it's a very, you know, it's funny, it sounds like kind of a arcane and, and obscure legal topic, but he actually is a good, clear writer and, and um, I think it's, a, it's an important book. And, and um, once again, I would uh, I, I recommend it because I think it, it touches at one of the central issues of, right. of the conflict. Again, James Oaks, Freedom National, the name of that. And look, part of the reason there's been 50,000 books on the Civil War penned is because of the controversy, not just about yeah. slavery, but the meaning of the country and should the South have had the right to secede. That's debated. Mm-hmm. It's been debated. And frankly, I don't think that's ever going to ever be solved we'll never know and no amount of destruction of southern history and our monuments is going to take away the fact that people died and that should be in my opinion honored but why again this is a big question mark that the reason we have 50,000 books and one of those 50,000 books was one written by drew gilpin faust this republic of suffering what's this about yeah so um she basically kind of comes at it from from a, a very unique perspective, and that is that you know seven hundred and fifty thousand or so uh soldiers lost their lives, but then you add up the wounded and the destroyed property and the widows and the orphans and and just the in- tremendous grief and she goes at you know topic by topic and looks at how this affected the country because when you ever whenever you have that much loss there's going to be um a huge impact right just on you know families without fathers or or uh, uh siblings or what have you and um so here's a great example i was recently at gettysburg and um she writes a little bit about what it was like to have to, you know, bury all of those bodies after a conflict like this. When you had, you know, thousands of soldiers sitting out in fields, someone had to go out and get those bodies and bury them. And, you know, so so she kind of comes at it looking at these sort of topics that often are, you know, maybe if not overlooked, but we, we tend to not pay attention to those that those, that element of it. So, um yeah, it's a, it's it's an interesting take, and I think it's an important topic. Um, and it was certainly something that they were preoccupied with at the time. Yes. Um, you know, it's a very sentimental era, and, you know, understandably so, there was a lot of loss. Well, remember, as our audience is mostly in the South, the Civil War remains the deadliest conflict in our country's history. I think by far, maybe even double the amount of World War II KIAs in the Civil War. And it mostly happened right here in the South, and in all yeah. southern and, states and, it happened. Yeah, and you know, you, the, the story of, of burials is central to the Southern experience, right? That um, trying to find find some of these um, bodies uh, across different battlefields and bring them back home for a proper burial. That was a, a story, and there were, you know, fundraising and, 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 and all of this to, to make sure that was able to be done. 
after the war. So, you're, yeah, the, when, one thing about Republic of Suffering, it's, it's both a northern and a southern topic, so it, it applies to, to both regions. Right, and we know that Memorial Day, which is a national holiday, actually started in Columbus, Mississippi. I know that's been debated, but the South gets credit for kind of coming up with that concept, and the North at the same time, you could say, and now that's something that's a standard in the country. But other books on your list of books about the Civil War to check out, David Blight penned Race and Reunion, Lincoln's Code by John Fabian Witt is on the list, and The Fiery Trial by Eric Foner. And since Monday represents the end of the Civil War, as Appomattox happened on April 9th, 1865, you've got a book by Bruce Catton that's on this list, A Stillness at Appomattox. Yeah, and um, um, I'll, bet, I'll bet a lot of people, you know, I'll bet at least at least Civil War fans are probably familiar with that one. I think it won the, the Pulitzer Prize, and it's basically about the Army of the Potomac's experience in the run-up to Appomattox, and, you know, Catton is just uh, a, a fantastic writer, but also, you know, a, a, a pretty good historian too. So, um, so it's it, it's a book that is that that is a page turner. You know what I mean yeah. about about military history? So it's uh, he's done a really good job with that one. Well, most all of these books on your list are nonfiction books. Yes. Okay. Well, let me just tell you, as a guy who already liked the Civil War when I was a youngster, a great book for little kids that was heralded when it first came out back in the 1950s, and I read it as a youngster, was a novel by Harold Keith called Rifles for Waddy. It is a fantastic book, one of the best books I've ever read. So if you want to maybe get your kid something for Easter or some other holiday or birthday coming up soon, that's a great book, Rifles for Waddy. I highly suggest that. And of of course, I highly suggest our special guest here, John Reeves, his book, The Lost Indictment of Robert E. Lee. To learn more about this book and more about our special guest here on the Y'all Show, John-Reeves is the website, and you can learn more about the Civil War. It's a fascinating thing. If you think history is boring, then hopefully maybe today here on this segment, you've learned a little bit more about the South, maybe about your own family history, and no matter which side of the battle you might have been on, or if your family was not necessarily fighting in the war, you might have been at home. You could be a descendant of slavery, uh, and and that would have been a part of your family history. The Civil War, I always say, was the most important time period in our country's history, not just because of the whole war itself, but the impact and all that came about from it. And look, there's arguably parts of our region that are still suffering from the Civil War, and, and I think that's pretty evident. But John, we can't thank you enough, and I guess we could go ahead and call this the unofficial Civil War month here in the month of April. Again, Monday is the anniversary of the the surrender of Lee at Appomattox on April 12th. 1861 so next week also you have the anniversary of the firing on fort sumter in charleston harbor and in some of our southern states the month of april is recognized as confederate history month so kind of a key month here in the month of april and maybe you'll go pick up a good civil war book and read it and learn something you didn't know before and perhaps you'll get one of those books written by our guest john reeves thank you sir and happy civil war reading to you yeah, and thank you, John. And I'll say just one quick thing is, um, you mentioned it earlier, Fold at uh, the National Archives. For the first two weeks of April, it's free 
So for people who want to check out their Civil War ancestors, you can just type names in there and they start bringing you up to some records that are held at the National Archives. So it's a, it's a great it's a great tool to use, and you can use it for free, I think, up until April 15th. Darn, that is great knowledge today. Well, John, thank you, and a perfect segue to our next segment coming up after the commercial break. John, have you ever heard of the term War Eagle? Yes, I have. Okay, well, you know it has its roots not just because it's an Auburn cheer, but it comes from the Civil War, right? Oh, no, I don't know. Where, where, what in relation to the Civil War? Uh, there was some kind of regiment from Alabama or something like that, that that's what they said when they went into battle. And that's where oh, wow. that's where Auburn came up with the thing. That's what I've always been told. So War Eagle, Auburn's going to the Final Four. And when we come back, we'll hear from Bruce, Bruce Pearl. And we'll also let the Alabama Crimson Tide fans chime in on their rival going to college basketball's national championship weekend. That's all ahead on Y'all Talk With Us, Southern Accent. Opportunity doesn't really knock. It pops up, barges in, or runs by at 100 miles an hour. That's why Vistaprint is getting you ready to grab it with both hands. Head to vistaprint.com right now and get up to 40% off postcards, invitations, banners, everything you need to market your business. And as a bonus, save up to 50% on every business card we make. So grab this opportunity to get up to 50% on business cards and up to 40% off everything else at vistaprint.com. Just use promo code SALE40. That's vistaprint.com, promo code SALE40. Oh, fresh powder. I'll get the skis. Ugh, I can't. Winter nasal congestion. Is it A, cold, B, sinus pressure, C, allergies? I'm not sure. For all of the above, the answer is D, Allegra D, a maximum strength decongestant plus a powerful non-drowsy antihistamine for 24 hours of relief. Feel better? (sighs) Yep. Feel like racing? (laughs) Hey, wait. (laughs) This winter, the answer is Allegra D. Look for Allegra D at the pharmacy counter. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. One of my all-time favorite college fight songs. All together now, even if you hate Auburn, let's sing along. They're in the final four, for goodness sakes. Y'all ready? Strike up the band. War Eagle, fly down the field. Ever to conquer, never to yield. War Eagle, fearless and true. Fight on, you orange and blue. Go, go, go on to victory. Strike up the band. 
give them hell, give them hell, stand up and yell, hey, war. Eagle win for Auburn, power of Dixieland. <laughs> war Eagle, war darn Eagle. How about you, Auburn? Great job. My goodness, going to their first Final Four this weekend, taking on the Virginia Cavaliers. This is the Y'all Show. This is the SEC Spotlight of the All Southern Program. And I'm sorry if you hate Auburn. We just had to. This is a big deal. It's a great deal for Auburn. It's a great deal for the Virginia Cavaliers. We gave Virginia plenty of love on Wednesday's Y'all Show. And on Tuesday, we had Texas Tech alum Matt Herman's the barbecue barrister. He gave his school plenty of love. So it's only fair that we give Auburn its proper adieu on this Thursday Y'all Show SEC Spotlight. You don't mind. And Alabama fans, if you don't like Auburn going to the Final Four, do something about it. Well, you got you a new head coach. I'd love to see Alabama get to the Final Four. I'd love to see every single SEC team who's never been to the Final Four do it, for goodness sake. South Carolina's done it just a few years ago with Frank Martin. Florida has won national championships in basketball. Tennessee, you better, you better step up. Vanderbilt, no excuse. You, you gotta at least do a lot better. So I'm, I'm calling all y'all out. If you're an SEC lover, but hates Auburn, they deserve all the credit. Arkansas, it's been about 25 years, but Arkansas has won national championships in college basketball while a member of the SEC. So it can be done and it should be done. And with all the resources and riches the SEC schools have, there there's this is just a great deal and even though bruce pearl kind of iffy on how he actually gets his players you can't deny the darn the guy's a darn good coach so auburn off to the national championship weekend and they'll face up against virginia now we're going to talk about auburn more in just a sec but first let me give you some other coaching news that have happened that's happened in the sec in the last 24 hours or so the aggies boy they have stepped up to the plate and they have hired a native texan as their new head basketball coach buzz williams is leaving blacksburg he's been the coach of the virginia tech Hokies and done a nice job and coach williams now hired at texas a&m a&M's AD Scott Woodward announced this on Tuesday and Buzz Williams, who's been considered a favorite to replace Billy Kennedy since the end of last season, was essentially the only candidate for Texas A&M once they parted ways with Kennedy last month. Now, he is a native of Greenville, Texas, and he earned his master's degree at Texas A&M. Buzz Williams heading to College Station. He put out a nice tweet thanking the Virginia Tech family for their support. He's done a great job in Blacksburg. Again, Virginia Tech got into the, I think, Sweet 16 this year and had a great season. And They've done a good job the last couple of years. And now Buzz Williams got a little facial hair the last couple of years, uh, but still got the kind of bald hair. He is heading to Aggieland to be the new skipper of Texas A&M. As we told you earlier this week, John Calipari has sealed a lifetime deal to finish his career coaching the Kentucky Wildcats. Big-time deal. He'd been offered $48 million over six years to leave Lexington and take over as the head coach at UCLA. Now, John Calipari, I saw him being interviewed on Wednesday, and he pretty much said that this is something the athletic department came up with to keep him for the rest of his career in Lexington. His current contract at UK runs through 2024, 
He is the highest paid basketball coach in the country with a total compensation of $9.2 million this year. And he receives a reported retention bonus of $2.6 million in each of the next three Julys. But he'll be, if he follows his contract, he'll be the head coach of UK as long as he wants to. And he said in the interview on Wednesday on ESPN that he doesn't intend to coach when he's in his late 70s or 80s. I think he he probably wants to go to another five years, kind of reading between the tea leaves. But Kentucky, which went 30-7 and this season, they lost Auburn in that Elite Eight game and not able to go to the Final Four. John Calipari, who's taken UK to the Final Four in 2011, 2012, 2014, and 2015. He won the national championship in that 2012 season. The 60-year-old is signed and sealed for UK for as long as he wants to, unless he does so horrible they fire him and eat tens of millions of dollars. Something tells me that's probably not going to happen. But it could. Hey, in this wacky world of sports, anything's possible. In the wacky world of sports, who would have ever thought that Bruce Pearl, who had done a great job at Tennessee, took them to the Elite Eight roughly nine, ten years ago, that he would go to a place like Auburn, which had been a joke of a basketball school, and lead Auburn to its first Final Four. Heck, even Tennessee has never been to the Final Four. And now Coach Pearl and the Plainsmen are going to Minneapolis this weekend. They have that first game on Saturday against Virginia. It's a 6.09 Eastern, 5.09 Plainsman time tip against the Cavaliers from U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, of course. Texas Tech, Michigan State, the late game in the Final Four weekend. But Bruce Pearl has done a fantastic job. And this week he had a chance to sit down with the local media on the Plains and reflect on what his team has actually done. And here's a guy who has had so much controversy off the court, but his team was able to ignore that. He was able to ignore it. Of course, it helps when he has like his own son who played at Tennessee, helping coach there and keeping the distractions down to some degree. Bruce Pearls spoke this week. Let's go hear a little of the head coach of the Auburn Tigers talk as his team gets ready to head north. And yes, I have uh, woke up and, and said Auburn's going to the Final Four and uh, just shaking my head and said I can't even believe how that sounds or you know how that feels. Um, but we've been in this sort of March grind since, uh, since March 1st when we went on the road and had to beat Georgia to, to put ourselves in position to get a, a decent seat in the SEC tournament and, you know, be able to advance and win the championship. And, you know, it's just been a, it's been a, you know, quite a, uh, a run. Um, so we're, we're plugging into, you know, going to Nashville, going to Salt Lake City, going to Kansas City, now going to Minneapolis and sort of trying to keep our guys on a very, rhythmic same schedule and uh, um, you know the road uh, doesn't get any easier coach Bruce Pearl of Auburn basketball earlier this week as he spoke to the media in Alabama before his team gets on a plane and heads to Minneapolis for this weekend's final four congratulations to coach Pearl to all the Auburn faithful you've had a rough go of it but we actually have said on this program throughout this year, and I think even in last year, even though we weren't on the air during basketball season of last year, the Auburn fan base has supported Auburn basketball in the last few years. Now, they have a great arena. The Auburn Arena is about seven or eight years old now, 
and they have a great place to play. They have a lot of passion. Auburn's one of your bigger schools in the SEC, but they have been showing up cheering for Auburn basketball. So a lot of credit to the fans and for the administration sticking with Bruce Pearl, even though he's had a lot of problems off the court before he even got to Auburn. And now that he has been in Auburn for a number of years, he and everybody in Lee County, with all the tragedy, remember it was just about a month ago, that awful tornado came through Lee County, Alabama. And I haven't seen much about that lately, but surely that might be something brought up over the Final Four weekend that a lot of people in that area where Auburn is have that on the back of their mind. Plus, they've had a player go down due to injury when they're key players. It, it, it's going to be a tough challenge, but all I can say, as we said at the beginning of this segment, two simple words, Auburn and everybody else war eagle or should i say war darn eagle (laughs) all right speaking of that you can't help when you talk about auburn but think about the other side of the coin and that would be those folks in crimson and alabama fans some are behind auburn heading into the final four they see it as a great thing for the state well I just had to tune in my good friend Ryan Fowler's show. He hosts the game on Tide 102.9. That's the sports station in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, the belly of the beast in the shadows of Bryant-Denny Stadium. And you're not going to, you're just not going to believe it until you actually hear what some of the crazy Alabama fans have to say about Auburn basketball. I said Auburn basketball as this team is doing wonderful things. And they can't let the hatred of Auburn take a back seat just for a couple of days. You just got to hear it. This is why Alabama and Auburn are the best rivals in all of college sports, even in basketball, even in equestrian, in gymnastics. These two are, they're just knuckleheads. What can I say? But, you know, if you're an Alabama or Auburn fan, you, you like being a knucklehead when it comes to these two teams because. That's what makes the sport and college sports, specifically in the heart of Dixie, oh so special. Here's Ryan on the game and some of the crazies from Alabama. Enjoy. Because they're barners, they're uh, putrefied. I mean, just Auburn fans in general, just Auburn. Cal College. Just just disgusting. We had we had former disgusting in 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 People that I follow, I got people that I follow on Facebook well, it's, and Twitter. It's, it's, Ellis, Ellis, it's good for the state. Well, I guess the state no. doesn't need anything good for us to happen. It's kind of like that road construction. That, they tell us it's good for that, us. You think the governor down there is uh, Well, she's an idiot. She, 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 well, she graduated Auburn. She's an idiot. Oh, well, yeah, she's an idiot. She graduated from yeah. Auburn. Yeah, but I mean, she's that didn't make it's her. Any, no, no, going to it's Auburn. Just, it's a disgrace no, 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 to no, no, the no, University no. of Alabama to have Bama fans rooting for Auburn. I like one here that works where I work at right here. He goes, "Well, it's the SEC." I said, "I don't care if it's the SEC or hey, not." You I think never feel any love. I never feel any love when we're playing Clemson in the championship. I never see the SEC having T-shirts going, "Hey, well, let's let's root for Alabama uh, to beat Clemson." No, oh, come on. Come on. I, I don't ever hear that. It's a bunch of no. garbage. It's a bunch of baloney. Well, that's what I told him. He just kind of laughed, you know, and I thought, eh, you're not an Obama fan. Hope you enjoyed that from Tide 102.9, the sports show, the game that Ryan Fowler hosts each and every day. 
you got to go find that on youtube you got to go listen to ryan's show if you love the crimson tide nobody covers them more than ryan fowler and we'll have to have him on in a couple of weeks it's been a few months since ryan was on in fact we had him on before the national championship game and he was pretty yeah he was pretty determined that alabama was going to pick up another natty well that wasn't the case thanks to the tigers but uh that wasn't the auburn tigers that did that to him that was the clemson tigers so good luck auburn in the final four this weekend and remember we've got three of the four schools in the final four from down here the auburn tigers the virginia cavaliers and the texas tech red raiders war eagle go who's and guns up we've got more sec news coming up after the break stay where you are georgia is in the news again for some bad things related to its football program and an update on SEC baseball. Stay where you are. This is y'all. And caller number nine for $1 million. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I know this one. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer. Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number 10. Oh gosh. Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 4 First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video stream set up to 480p+. Music get up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming get up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restricting supply. See dealer for details. Prescription products require an online physician consultation and are only available if the physician determines a prescription is appropriate. See website for full details. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hems makes it extra affordable. Right now, get your first month supply for free. All you pay is just $5 for your medical consultation when you go to 4 slash play. After that, it's just 30 bucks for a month's supply. Sure beats paying big bucks for just one blue pill, doesn't it? Plus, you won't need an awkward in-person doctor's appointment to get the prescription. Hims has doctors online who can prescribe the medication, and a pharmacy sends it right to your door. It's affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To get your first order for just five bucks, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hems.com slash play. That's 4hems.com slash play for your first month for just five bucks. 4hems.com slash play. Final segment of the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent as our SEC spotlight continues. And we have some news coming from Athens, Georgia. 
And two football players become the latest Georgia football players in the news for the wrong reasons, as Brenton Cox and Robert Bill Jr. were arrested on Tuesday and charged with marijuana possession. And this is the latest latest incident in a series of off-the-field issues for Georgia's football program. Records from the Athens-Clark County Jail show Bill and Cox were charged with misdemeanor possession of less than one ounce of marijuana and each posted a $1,000 bond. Head coach Kirby Smart said that he's extremely disappointed, and he said that he's obviously done a poor job with this group of connecting and making sure they listen and understand things. Cox, a rising sophomore, played in 13 games as a freshman. Bill, a rising sophomore, made 15 tackles and played in 11 games in the 2018 season now this follows other players for georgia like tyler simmons and tyreek stevenson who've been charged with disorderly conduct after fighting with a a couple of employees at the cloud bar in athens georgia so georgia just can't stay out of the news and this is a recurring problem in the classic city former georgia quarterback Matthew Stafford, some disturbing news for his wife, Kelly, but we hope for the best as the Detroit Lions quarterback announced Wednesday that his wife will undergo surgery this month for a brain tumor discovered earlier this year. And Kelly announced the diagnosis in a lengthy post on Instagram. She explained the process of what she and her husband went through from her starting to feel dizzy to eventually getting the diagnosis from doctors. Again, a brain tumor for the wife of Matthew Stafford, who, of course, quarterbacked the Georgia Bulldogs prior to going off to the NFL, where he was the number one overall pick in the 2009 NFL draft. And the Lions have put out a statement in full support of Kelly Stafford, and we wish her all the best in Detroit or wherever she's having the operation, as uh, what a tough thing to go through. All right, some college baseball news for you here on this Thursday in our SEC report. Some injuries in Arkansas. Right-handed pitcher Jacob Kostyashak will likely miss the next two weeks with an inflammation in his ulnar nerve as Arkansas went down in a series to the Rebel Land Sharks of Mississippi this past weekend. So that from Fayetteville, Arkansas. And then in Texas A&M Aggieland, the news came in that catcher Mikey Honer is day-to-day with a bad growing injury. And first baseman Hunter Coleman will have surgery for a broken arm. Will be out four to six weeks. That from the Texas A&M baseball program. As far as what's on tap this weekend, I think it's week five of SEC versus SEC. And the Vanderbilt Commodores have a top five matchup with the Georgia Bulldogs at Foley Field in Athens. That takes place this weekend. Arkansas and Auburn are both in the top 15, and they get together on the Plains. A top 21 matchup in Mississippi as the Gators travel to Oxford to visit Swayze Field and the Mississippi Land Sharks. South Carolina will be in T-Town to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide. The Mississippi State Bulldogs, ranked eighth in the country, will be on Rocky Talk to take on a resurgent Tennessee Vols baseball team. Kentucky will be at Mizzou and a number nine ranked Texas A&M team travels to Baton Rouge to visit Alex Box Stadium and the number 13 LSU Tigers. And that's your SEC baseball lineup for this weekend. Well, that will conclude our y'all show here on this action-packed Thursday. Hope you enjoyed it. We told you from the beginning this was going to be one heck of a wow show. And 
I hope we didn't disappoint. We'll be right back here on Friday. We'll talk golf. The Masters is just around the corner. We've got movies to discuss and so much fun. It's y'all. It's talk with a Southern accent. I'm John Rawl, and I'm out of here. Opportunity doesn't really knock. It pops up, barges in, or runs by at 100 miles an hour. That's why Vistaprint is getting you ready to grab it with both hands. Head to vistaprint.com right now and get up to 40% off postcards, invitations, banners, everything you need to market your business. And as a bonus, save up to 50% on every business card we make. So grab this opportunity to get up to 50% on business cards and up to 40% off everything else at vistaprint.com. Just use promo code SALE40. That's vistaprint.com, promo code SALE40. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Oh, fresh powder. I'll get the skis. Ugh, I can't. Winter nasal congestion. Is it A, cold, B, sinus pressure, C, allergies? I'm not sure. For all of the above, the answer is D, Allegra D, a maximum strength decongestant plus a powerful non-drowsy antihistamine for 24 hours of relief. Feel better? <sighs> yep. Feel like racing? <laughs> hey, wait! This winter, the answer is Allegra D. Look for Allegra D at the pharmacy counter. Use as directed. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.